On this podcast, you will hear real stories from real people for God's glory and your good. We love to connect you with people you may be very familiar with and people you've never heard of before. We all have a story and we believe there is power in telling them and in listening to them. We are your hosts, Emily and Beth Ann. And this is the Glory Tellers Podcast. Welcome to season four, Faith in the Workplace. The idea behind the season is to share stories that show what it's like to be a Jesus follower in different work environments. As Christians, our faith informs what we do and how we do it. What does it look like to work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, as Colossians 3.23 commands? Tune in every two weeks when we highlight what that looks like in different fields, from stay-at-home mom to contractor to farmer. We know that you will leave those episodes with an encouraged heart and the tools to help you live out your faith in your own workplace. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Emily and I are here today with two people who are so awesome at what they do and love Jesus so much. Their names are Ryan and Lacey Linton. When I think of Ryan and Lacey, I just think of light, love, energy, and joy. To know them is to love them. They just ooze love for Jesus, each other, and others. Today we're going to talk with them about their work life as a worship pastor and a public school teacher slash administrator. Ryan is incredibly musically talented and is currently the worship leader at Redemption Christian Church, Tell City, Indiana campus. Lacey is a public school teacher admin, but she is also known to join the worship team at church with her, dare I say, signature pink electric guitar. (laughs) What? (laughs) Today we are going to talk with this dynamic duo about what life and faith are like for them in these occupational roles. We can't wait to hear from them, so let's get to it. Welcome, Ryan and Lacey. Hey, guys. guys. Thank you. I can't (laughs) wait to hear about this pink guitar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we just want to start out with asking you to just tell us a little about yourselves, um, just who are Ryan and Lacey, and do you have any pets, or what's going on? (laughs) So, yes, Ryan and Lacey, um, we live in a little town called Leavenworth, Indiana, Uh, I have been on staff um, in ministry for well over 10 years now, um, or or thereabouts, um, and met my wife in that process um, at one of my ministries in Marengo, Indiana, which isn't very far from where we live at. Um, And uh, we have one dog and one cat, and um, I don't know, I mean, (laughs) that's that's about about it. and um yeah so love what we do um love ministry and uh love my wife too so yeah. oh y'all are so cute <laughs> um how long have you been married we've been married for this will be our ninth year so we were married december of 2014 uh so coming up um this december it'll be nine years that we've been married okay awesome that's amazing <laughs> so how did you become a worship leader? Um, I mean, did you have to have training for this? Were you a part of the church before um, or were you part of a band? Like how, how did it happen to become a worship leader? So I never had any formal um, like musical training. Um, I never did band when I was in school. Um, I, I did get a bass guitar when I was in junior high um, and I did mess around on that for a little bit. Um, that never really took off. Um, I would just kind of play in my bedroom, you know what I mean, to as much as you can on a bass guitar, which I don't know 
if you know if you all know anything about music but playing a bass guitar by yourself is not very exciting because you have to have like the other instruments around it to really make that feel cool but anyway um so but when i became a christian in high school i immediately um revisited the idea of music and um absolutely fell in love with it way more than what i'd ever had before um because i think just because when i went to youth group and i saw um other people in the worship band playing these instruments and hearing all these cool songs that I'd never heard um, before. I was like, man, this like music can be like really cool and it can be really engaging. It can be really fun. And, um, and you can do it in a way that's like honoring to God. And um, not that necessarily like, you know, all the music that I was listening to beforehand, like wasn't still like good quality music, but, um, but like, as there's no shocker to it, there's a lot of, really bad music out there too. So, um, so just to know that and to not only that, but like to pick up an instrument and just, um, let it come very pretty naturally to me. Um, I was like, man, there's, I feel like there's something here and there's something that the Lord has given me, um, that I want to be able to use, um, to further, further his kingdom. Um, so I began to, um, kind of informally, but to a apprenticeship underneath of my youth pastor, who was also our worship leader at church. And he was a, a very gifted person, very talented, um, loved Jesus, loved his family. Um, so many things about him I wanted to model my life after. And so, um, so that's what I did. You know, I was kind of like, a, um, you know, a conscription when it says to follow me as I follow Christ, that was kind of like what I did with him. Um, and so, um, after high school, I graduated in 2007. Um, I went to a ministry training program where it wasn't necessarily music as the focus. Um, it was way more about your character and God's call upon your life. Uh, because what I learned really early on um, in my faith was that your ta- your character will be able to like sustain you way further in life than your talent will ever be able to. Um, and so that was like really a key focal point um, for me as a young person where I knew I had to get like my character and my integrity and like my, my walk with Jesus um, really like the foundation of my life. Um, And then to let like all the other things I do, like my, the talents and abilities I have to lead people in music and in worship, uh, my ability to be a husband, to be um, a dad one day, like all these other extensions of my life. Um, you know, would be affected by that character and by that integrity. And so, uh, so I went to a small ministry training program in Evansville called Master's Commission, which is based off of Matthew 28, when Jesus gave the great commissions to go into the world and to make disciples. Um, and so that was a three-year program um, that you touch a whole lot of different ministries, um, whether that be from missions um, to children's ministry, to youth ministry, to music ministry. Um, and then in that third year of that, of that program, I, uh, kind of funneled it down to where I interned underneath of our senior pastor, who was also a worship leader as well, and kind of leaned into the music more heavily at that point. Um, so yeah, so that was 2011 when I left there. Um, and I've pretty much been doing ministry ever since in some way or fashion. Wow. And something, so we've been interviewing all different types of professions and occupations. And of course, everyone has different 
you know, advice and different ways that they're serving God through their job. But what we haven't done is we haven't talked to anyone who works inside of a church yet. And something that you just said a second ago made me think about this, that there are so many different ministries within the church. I mean, you have your children's ministers, you have the the preaching pastors, you have um, the childcare workers, you have the people who clean the church and pay the bills and the finance. I mean, there's so many different gifts that are involved in running a church on the inside. It's not just, um, there's a pastor, like there's just so many people working for that one goal. So using that gift of music and finding your spot within the church is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's a common misconception too, is that, um, you know, it's, it's really funny because we, we actually just had a, um, today at church right after, after service, we had, um, a program that we do every now and then called starting point where it's for newcomers that, um, just want to kind of learn more about the history of the church and why we do what we do, what we believe, um, and to really get them integrated into, um, just redemption and to be redemptionized is what we would maybe say. Um, and, one of the things that um, often comes up is that um, specifically at one of our campuses will is substantially larger than the other two campuses. And they'll do like a, on the final installment um, of starting point, they'll do a tour of the building. Um, And it it seems to never fail that someone, when they see the offices, like from the, like where we work all week, they say, Oh, so you guys, you're here all week. (laughs) And, Mm. uh, and it's like a light bulb comes on because, um, I, I do think there's like the idea that like we just come on Sundays and show up and um, and all this just kind of happens, hopefully pretty, pretty well every single Sunday. Um, and I don't mean that like in a, you know, whatever way, but um, but there but there is a lot of work that goes into it. So whether it's from preparing your sermons to leading worship to cleaning to um, kind of making sure that all the cogs and wheels are operating and doing what they should be doing. Um, and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes resources. Um, and then also like you've, you know, hopefully you've, um, trained up volunteers who are able to do a whole lot of awesome stuff too, that you can't do yourself or way beyond what you could ever do yourself. And so there are a lot of moving parts and that's the beauty of the body of Christ that there's, there's parts that you do see that are very visible, such as mine, but I wouldn't be able to do what I do to the, to the degree and to the level that I do, um, without people that are behind the scenes that are doing, um, a whole, a whole lot of like work as well, like that are on the, the front end of that, you know, before we get there on Sunday as well. Um, because, you know, if you come and the music's great, but the bathrooms are dirty, like that's not a great impression, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, exactly. So it takes, it takes a team, it takes a village, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really awesome when all that comes together. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. Um, Being hands and feet in different parts of the body, you know. Um, I wonder, you kind of hit on this, but, um, and you hit on like, you know, that your job isn't always on Sundays, but what does your specific role being a worship leader, like what all does that entail? Yeah, so um, I think, so there's, there's song leaders, um, and this is a lot of this is um, anecdotal, and this is a lot of my personal. I'm not. Let's let me say this. I'm not necessarily representing um, Redemption Christian Church or the the church at large when I say this, because some of this is just my own personal convictions about things. Mm-hmm. But there's there's song leaders 
and then there's worship leaders. And there is a difference. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of people out there that they can get up and they can lead a song for uh-huh. sure. But it's, it's a different thing um, when God has called you to actually lead people in a moment. Um, and so what I mean by that is that you've prepared on the, on the front end, these songs, you have your band practice, you are making sure all the chord charts are right. You've got all the organization um, for your teams, you know, weeks in advance, hopefully. Um, and to lead people in a moment of like, Hey, when we come in on Sunday morning, you've got all these people that are coming um, together under this one roof and they've brought all this baggage in. They've had, some are having great weeks. Some people are having terrible weeks. Uh, some people are, you know, they're, they're really seasoned and they in their faith and they've been walking with Jesus for a long time. You've got other people that are exploring Christianity still and maybe never um, began that relationship with the first time ever with him. Um, and so all these different people that are coming into this like one space. Um, and the Bible says that is that that God is he's always present. He's he's always near. He's always with us. Um, Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Um, and. So I believe what my responsibility as a worship leader is, is to not just lead these songs and help people to sing, but to also to like help them realize like the God of the universe is in the room with us today. And I want to create an atmosphere in a space where you can engage with him and respond to like what he's doing in our lives corporately as a church and also individually in your life as well. Um, so that's kind of more of like the, the ethos behind um, like what, what I believe, um, is, is my calling and what I'm responsible to do, um, is, um, where I've heard it said before is to know the way to show the way and then to get out of the way, um, mm-hmm. as a worship leader. Um, but a lot of that comes down to logistical and not so, um, philosophical things through the week. So that may be, that's, that's planning out with my, my other three worship leaders that I have across, um, all three campuses. Um, and so we sit down, we'll, have a designated day each month where we sit down and we plan the songs for the next month coming up that we all sing across all three campuses. Uh, Cause specifically in our situation, we, how we, um, part of our, you know, I don't want to not to use this term a whole lot, but part of our ethos is that we um, are one church in multiple locations. So we sing the exact same songs on all three campuses. We listen to the exact same uh, sermon. It's in person at one campus and then it's streamed to two other campuses. Um, and so we have a day where we sit down and we will plan out all those songs for the next month um, as, as a team together. Um, so there's that. Um, there's then scheduling all those songs in a program that we use called Planning Center, um, where it's basically a way to just keep track of all your people, to schedule them, uh, to they can block out dates for you and tell you like, hey, I'm going to be in Florida this week. And so I'm not going to be able to you know, be there. Um, things like that. Um, and you're building your teams and you're building your songs. And then we upload audio files uh, to that as well. So um, there's that there's um, getting the, like the, um, the presentation slides that we use uh, for people to like read the lyrics and sing them um, on Sunday mornings. Um, and, and so getting all that together. Um, and then, and then another part of it, which is really honestly my favorite part is just like having coffee with um, you know, another church, um, like a music ministry volunteer, um, sitting down with them and like getting, getting to know them more and, and doing like real life kind of things with them, you know, um, and the, the relationship piece of it, um, is, is very important to me as well. Um, and so it's, it's kind of all that and that, you know, ebbs and flows as far as, 
you know, I do a whole lot of this one week and then a whole lot this next week, you know. Um, but that's kind of like the the overall overarching um, kind of idea of what, what the work looks like and what I'm doing and kind of, um, you know, setting aside time to do each week. Hi, friends. We're taking a quick break to talk about one of our community outreach partners. Today, I'm introducing you to Brittany Porter with The Fire Within Her. After suffering through a severe birth injury that resulted in a dark two-year chronic pain journey, Brittany found healing and hope in creating a community to share her story in hopes of helping other women find their own healing as they walk through the fire and trials of life. Through her healing journey, she recognized the importance of calming the mind and began creating essential oil diffuser bracelets as a visual and sensual reminder to create calm and find strength throughout each day. Women all over the world, going through all different trials and triumphs, are wearing the fire within her bracelets as a symbol of strength and community. This Sunday, the spring launch will take place with lots of beautiful bright colors, even little girl mini diffuser bracelets, custom name bracelets, and of course, mama bracelets, as well as a few other fun additions. So if you want to give a gift to yourself or to someone in your life who needs some encouragement to be celebrated or just to have to look beautiful on you, you can find them at thefirewithinher.com forward slash shop. Each bracelet is a small batch and handmade with love. And if you have a specific prayer request, please leave it in the comment section when checking out and they will make sure to pray over your bracelet and over 60 women will be praying with you. Thanks for considering becoming part of the fire within her community where they fight for strength and peace amidst the trials of life. Yeah, I, it definitely opens my eyes to how much that you do outside of just standing up and singing in front of everyone on Sundays. Um, I, I just really had no clue that there was so much that, that went with it. Um, I would love to know specific, I want specifics here. I would love to know what fruit you have seen from using your, your gifts in this way. Like you've touched on, of course, a lot of opportunities that you have. You have a lot of influence over people because they're coming to church in a vulnerable position looking for Jesus where it might be different than someone who we interviewed that was in an accounting office. People aren't coming into an accounting office uh, looking for Jesus, but you know, they're trying to represent Jesus in the best way that they can. But where it's different for you is that people are coming and speaking already to where you are. So you have higher expectations, I guess, or, you know, where people are seeking you. So I would love to know using your gifts in that way. Like, do you have any situations you can think of where you saw, um, or just an, an overlapping, you know, um, example of seeing fruit by this being your gift. Yeah. Um, I think what really resonates with me, uh, time and time again, um, and I'll say specifically like in the last couple years, um, since we've been with redemption, um, is that I'll have a lot of folks come to me that that'll say like, Hey, I'm, I've really, been dealing with this or, um, you know, I, my, you know, my family member was just diagnosed with cancer. I mean, I just, I had that today, like where a lady stopped me and she said, I I was just diagnosed with cancer a month ago. And I just, I really needed this today. Um, and I think for me, like 
it, it's, it's a really humbling thing because I know that I can really get in my head sometimes and feel like just never enough, like that God has to be just frustrated with me because I'm still dealing with the same things that I've dealt with for a long time, just things like that. And you get really in your head and then you get up there and then you lead, um, and hopefully bring your best. And then to have responses like that, um, or to look out and just to see someone like really engaging with God, like, and and I do believe people engage with God when times that I can't sense it or see it as well. Um, but when people, you know, they're lifting their hands, they're really singing, like they're, they're, they're pouring themselves out. There's people that are maybe crying, you know, um, not that like, we're just trying to trigger an emotional response, but like to see something like that's really happening, um, you know, before your eyes, uh, it's like, you know, I get to help, um, lead people in those moments and to like really give them words to sing about their faith. Um, because it's one of those, like, like music, you know, I was just talking to a group of kids about this the other day, like music's this crazy thing, right? Because I can't, I can read something on a piece of paper and I like, I can't just regurgitate that to you pretty easily. Like, like I have, I would have to dedicate myself to like memorizing that script, but how many times, like, have you listened to a song and pretty quickly, like you can, you can sing that back or you can recall that jingle or whatever it may be. Um, and, and so like music's this crazy thing, right? Like where I can't smell it. I can't touch it. I can't taste it. I can't see it. Like not like it, it's, it really evades all, all of our senses except hearing but it can make, it can produce such like results inside of me and, and really move me to do something and cause me to be vulnerable. It can cause me to be like, have this adrenaline rush. And, you know, like the, the, how many people like they list, they have like a workout mix that they, they, because they want to get this adrenaline rush so they can like put in that extra mile or they can lift that extra amount. Or maybe it brings a tear to your eye. Maybe um, it just causes you to like really think about, you know, deeply about your life. You know, it just, it produces like a wide range of emotions and like how incredible is that that by simply hearing it. Um, And so the fact that like I can take that and I can like not only make sound, but like to sing words about our faith that people can memorize um, and to take with them um, as like one of our worship leaders says on uh, at redemption, like we're giving people words to carry with them and like until death. And it's a little, that's a little grim sounding. Right. But at the same time, like nobody's going to avoid death on this, on this earth. And so it's, I think it's important that like we are building our faith every day. Um, just like when Jesus said, like we build our house on the solid rock, right? Like we, that's, we, we build our words upon his teaching. And one of the ways that we can do that is through song, through hearing. Um, and so I, I'm really humbled. I'm really honored that like, beyond myself um that every day like every sunday like when i come in together with my family like my church family that i can lead them like in and help um like like almost like a tour guide you know of like our faith like hey this this is what we're going to sing about today and this is what we need to be reminded of and this is what we need to be encouraged of and this is what we need to be thinking about and um and to really help bring people just like I said, you know, at the beginning of this, I can into an awareness of God's presence and what he's doing. Um, and these songs can, can serve to do that, you know? So I don't know if that answers your question, but, and I felt like maybe yeah. I got a little sideways, but, um, uh, but man, like that's, that's what like really, um, that's the fruit that I've seen, you know, of like really being able to lead 
people through these songs and it helps build them up in their faith and sustain them in a way um, that it, I mean, just is so rewarding and so honoring to see. Yeah, that definitely answered it for sure. And I had never really thought about it as like using all of your senses, but I know for me, remembering things to song, like I know all 50 states in alphabetical order because of my fourth grade teacher, <laughs> you know, right? because it was to song and yep. it's, but it has stuck with me for all of those years. And so to think that you are giving them words to put in their heart that will last the rest of their life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That right. is such a great, such mm-hmm. a great yeah. thing to do. Yep. And I yep. think too, it's just like, it's always bigger. It's always bigger than us. It's always bigger than the occupation that we're talking about. And I heard that and what you were saying too, is like, you guys can pick out the songs and whatever, but it comes down to like carrying over into people's personal lives and discipling people in ways that you never knew that song was going to touch someone, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, ultimately I mean, just joining, joining God and in, in that joining him and the Holy spirit. Yeah. yeah. The Holy spirit. And um, you know, in, in what those songs even are, you know, we think that we're a big part of it, but it's really him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's really cool. Such a good reminder. Um, and so obviously as a worship leader, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. You cannot do this by yourself or without one, or at least I hope no one would, right. would try. Yeah. Um, you would not last so, long. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, we're just curious, like how Jesus helps you in this role and how you prioritize, um, your relationship with him in order for the Holy Spirit to your guide ultimately um and just like you know you're up there on stage worship leaders are um visual you know like we can see them they're up there they usually look really cool like they're so hip yeah <laughs> like yep. how how do you keep it from being about you you know and about god yeah great question uh so so uh and you're right like we that's kind of the flaw of worship leaders. Like you, you, I think the common misconception up there is that you have to have skinny jeans. Um, if you're going to play, you know, or like you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing or like a forced part. Um, and it's just simply not true. Um, yes. but, um, but yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that's been such a great, um, experience for me, um, in a way to be reminded that it's not about me. Um, and what, what is like really healthy for our church to sing and not just coming out of my own personal preference. Like, how do I, how do I get away from that? Like where I'm not just picking songs that I just want to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's easy to do that. Right. Um, And um, for, for many years before I came to redemption um, that, that was the case where it was just kind of on me to pick the songs. Um, And and I'm not saying, you know, if there's another worship leader listening out there, you know, that you've got to do all songs that you don't like, you know, because that's not, yeah. that's not fun. Right. But, right. Um, however, um, what's been so beneficial to me um, has been being on a team with other worship leaders who, for the most part, um, in many ways, they're quite different from me. Um, and, uh, so when when we plan out, when we set and we plan out a, a song, um, song sets like for each month up to come, like, you know, and I would not be 
hesitant to say this to any of these guys, you know, like, you know, if they were to listen to this, that like, there's plenty of songs that are on there that like, I not necessarily my favorite song or that um, I'm the most excited to link. There, there are songs that, that I am like, you know, that would just naturally gravitate uh, more towards because of the way it sounds sonically, or maybe what I think it says like lyrically in the song. Um, but what's been so good for me is that that brings a well-roundedness um, to what we do. Um, and it helps me to get outside of my head and outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, I, I think that the beauty of all these different minds um, specifically like in my situation with planning with these guys. Um, but this is just church as a whole um, is the presence of like difference. Um, and I think a lot of people think that disagreement or conflict um, means that like we're on really hard times or that something must be wrong, but really it's the presence of like actual people to, like moving along together in one specific direction. And when you've got all these different people that are moving along specifically in one direction, um, whether they're on a team like I'm describing or just church as a whole, there's going to be conflict and there's going to be different opinions and different ways um, of like why, how, how we would do something. Um, but when you can work together and um, a, like you all still have the same goal um, and you're going to prioritize um, each other over yourself um, and get outside, kind of out of your head, man, like God can do wonderful stuff through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bible talks over and over about unity and like one of my favorite scriptures, probably my favorite scripture is Philippians chapter two, when it says in your relationships with one another, um, consider yourselves like the way, the same way that Christ Jesus did, who, although he was God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his, his advantage, but rather he made himself nothing. And he took on the nature of a servant and became humble and obedient to the point of death. And therefore, God raised him up to the place of greatest honor. And so it's like, whoa, the God of the universe, like he had all the right to um, be like, hey, I'm God. Like I'm and I'm going to use it to my advantage. I'm going to do whatever I want, you know. But like he came as a servant to to the world. Um, You know, he even said himself, I I came uh, to serve and not to be served. Um, And so, you know. If that's the case and if that's how we're supposed to model our lives, man, that shapes like every interaction that I have with my brothers and sisters in Christ and how um, I go about planning like with these songs. It's not about me. Like mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one person and like I represent like one like one life in the kingdom of God. And when I get up on stage, like I'm representing like the life of God's kingdom on a broad spectrum. And so it should be no surprise to me that I'm going to lead songs that I'm not necessarily going to be my cup of tea on my own or that I would, I would like listen to like in a personal worship or prayer time. But that's the beauty of it. Like how cool is it now that like I get, I get to do that. And then it gives me like a, a, a real clear why as to why I do it and therefore makes me want to do it. <laughs> Does that mm-hmm. make yeah. sense? And mm-hmm. so, um, because like I'm sold now and I understand like, like this is, this is the gravity of what we're doing. Um, and so, man, that's been a game changer for me is, is working with a team um, who, you know, I was describing it to somebody the other day. It's like when you pull a rubber band um, on both ends and then you were to snap it, it comes back to the center. Um, and I'm going to go one way. Somebody else is going to go one way. Like we're, you know, but we're all and what that does is it pulls us back to the middle um, and keeps us 
like it grounded, like in the, in the center of like what we should be doing. Um, and so, um, that's, that's really been, I've, I've really been loving like the, the fruit of that, you know, over the last like year and a half, two years that I've been, I've been on staff here. Yeah. That's such a great point. I love that you brought that up because, um, I think this is something that the church is beginning to realize more and more. Um, and something I think that the younger generations are calling out too is just like, you know, we need people on teams working together. It shouldn't all fall on one person because there's so many dangers and temptations and, you know, ways that the devil can get in there when it's just all relying on one person. Um, <laughs> and like a, a pastor that I like to follow, um, Jonathan Pakluda, he talks about how, you know, he has a team for each of his sermons, like a team is reading through his sermons before he ever gives it, you know, so that just that check and balance and accountability, um, I think is just so crucial. Um, if we're going to be able to continue to sustain, you know, serving God, Mm -hmm. because everyone's human. And I mean, especially being in these places of influence where you, (laughs) your entire congregation, um, I would love to know. So I hear your passion. Like you are so passionate about what you do. And I love how God can just ingrain that in us. And we just have something that we are passionate and gifted to do. And I hear how humble you are in that as well. Um, I would like to know flipping the tables as church members um, who might be on the other side, what, or how can we better support you? Like, what is a way that we can serve our worship leaders or maybe not even just worship leaders, but maybe just anyone who serves within the church? Like, how can we support you or serve you? Yeah, well, that's that's a really nice question. Uh, (laughs) So you don't hear that a whole ton. Um, But. Number one, I think. Pray, pray for your leaders. Um, You know, it's it through the course and career of ministry, you deal with a lot. Um, and, um, I know like in my own career, like you, I mean, if you even want to call it that, but just like my own course of, of ministry, um, you know, I've, I've had really, um, difficult interactions with, uh, team members that, um, man, we could just never seem to get there, um, in a direction that like I, uh, was feeling like, would have been healthy for our, our worship ministry and like what I felt like the, like God was leading us um, to do. Um, and the, that stuff's tough, man. And that never gets easy. And there's always going to be issues and conflict. And, and I welcome conflict, like, because I think it's a sign of health, you know, because without that, you just have a bunch of yes people around you and that's not healthy. Um, but um, I think just praying um, that man, like we're, um, like I said before, like, we're, like we, we know the way we show the way and we get out of the way. Um, we're never making it about us. Um, we're, you know, it's easy to stand up there and be like, man, like, like what, like, you know, are they liking this? Do what do they think of me? You, you know what I mean? Just kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. And man, like that never goes away, you know, like, like we, and, and not just like in worship ministry, like we all, we all want to be seen and known, right? Like we all deal with that, that temptation and that, um, that that need for like affirmation right you know and there's obviously like man like I've, I've got a wonderful wife there's like there's there's really healthy outlets you know it's good to be loved it's good to be known right <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know um 
but to um you, you know but like just so just that kind of stuff and, and then i also think like um man everybody's love languages are different but like a, a note just even like a handwritten note or um just you know and, and i'm not saying like you need to go out and just like buy your worship leader and his family like dinner like every you know twice a month or whatever but like uh, even at like just whether it's a gift or like a, you know a no or um just something to say man like what you do means a ton if like something's like going on in your life and um that worship leader has like helped lead you through that even from afar like from the stage as they're leading these songs like tell them that stuff i'd say like more than anything that's the stuff that they want to know and hear of like, man, like what you're doing, it's making a difference um, because it helps like spur them on in like what they're doing. Um, and um, it in like really charges them up like, man, like, like God, you are, you are using me and like you're using me in spite of me. And like, how cool is that? You know, like that, that, that really brings, man, that just so much joy. I think um, to a lot of worship leaders out there to hear stuff like that. Um and so, yeah, it's, so it's, it's that, um, it's also kind of on a more comical side of things. It's not just coming back to the sound booth and saying it's too loud. <laughs> um, so, um, because a lot of times in that moment, there's nothing we can do to fix it. Uh, and a lot of times it's so, it'd be hard to even know what it is that they're describing is so loud, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. hear this a ton, you know, but, uh, but it does happen from time to time, you know, um, and it's like, you know. Hey man, like I I don't know what to tell you right now. Thanks for yeah. your concern, but um, or like why don't we sing these songs anymore? Right. Just you know, kind of things like that that are um probably self serving more than anything. Yeah, you know, if oh, I'm exactly. being honest. Um, and, everyone uh, has an opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or if you need to cover your ears during a worship set, like maybe you just need to just step out of the room for a moment, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's. Not the best optics, you know, uh, especially if you're up right. front, you know, this is, you know, a recent situation that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, you know, that's, that's kind of more funny, but, um, yeah. but hey, yeah, but you know what, that is a tangible way. It, just to remember, like, we are human, like, just, you know, give us grace. That is the common theme with every job that we have interviewed. It has been, we are real humans, give us grace. There will be mistakes everything's fine. Just like chill, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I personally think that Redemption Church is very fortunate to have you just in the short conversation that we've had. You can tell how passionate you are about it and that the love probably just exudes through the worship whenever you are there and leading it. Um, What is interesting to me is that you're married to someone who is also in a position of influence, except she's influencing a different crowd, but you both are making a huge difference with your careers and by using different gifts. And that's the whole purpose of this whole season. Your audience is the church members and her audience is kids at school. Thank you so much for joining us for part one. Tune in next Friday where we hear Lacey Linton's part of her story about being a school administrator. Thanks for joining us on the show today. We hope that you have been encouraged by the story you just heard. If you thought of someone that would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Please subscribe to, review, and share our podcast. 
Do you or someone that you know have a story that we could share? Send us a message at glorytellerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, don't forget to check the show notes for more resources. Thank you.